Welcome to Mina's Motivations. God has placed so much on my heart and I need to get it out. I have been reading, studying, and learning. I have been growing in my faith and social justice awareness. And now it's time for me to share with you my revelations. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. I have a couple of questions. The first of which is, how can churches talk about controversial subjects like homosexuality and abortion and politics, but when it comes to talking about race and how racism is a sin, we don't hear much about that in churches. It's like we're picking and choosing the sins that we want to focus on. That's just one of my questions. Another random question for you is, how does your car know what temperature it is outside? Like, where is the thermometer specifically? Another question I've always wondered is, how do the fish get in the man-made ponds? One possible answer is somebody brings some fish and dumps them in the man-made pond and lets them repopulate themselves. I have never seen this done. I wonder when they do it. How often do they add more fish to man-made ponds? I'm just thinking. This is a short segment on questions. All right, now I have some possible answers for those questions. So the first question talked about why race and racism is not taught in church. And as I've been doing research and taking more of a listening approach and reading and listening to podcasts, one reason outside of many that churches choose not to talk about race and racism is because Christian churches have a history of promoting racism, accepting racism, agreeing with racism. Churches have sometimes encouraged slavery in their silence, right? So if we think about slavery, On one particular podcast, it was called Seeing White. Please check it out. It's seen on radio. They discussed how slaves were actually underneath the church. And we wonder why, years upon years later, we don't want to open up the can of worms on how churches could have been continuing this act of racism, this act of discrimination, this act of institutional racism. Another answer to this question could possibly be because they don't want to discriminate against other races in the church. If we talk about Black people, we have to talk about Asians and talk about Latinos and talk about Native Americans. So why not talk about all of them? Because all people of color have experienced racism. And I believe as a church, the first step is saying racism is wrong. 
I don't know if I've heard a church say that specific term inside of a sermon, but that's the first step. Racism is wrong. Racism is a sin. And some people, another um, video that I've watched, and I'll link it in my podcast, is about how churches have been so like consumed with like-minded people that they find it hard to connect with people outside. And another thing that was very bizarre to me is when we think of police brutality, because all of this connects to racism. A lot of Christians assume that people of color are treated the same as white people. That is just so bizarre to me. And one study showed how they're more likely to think that the police will treat people of color the same as they treat white people. But people who aren't connected to churches, they see the difference, right? So then it becomes, are churches watering down this racism thing? Are they watering down the discrimination? Are they watering down the social injustices that people of color and all people face every single day? to keep up the appearance that Christianity is all about love and joy and peace. One reason I think churches should talk about race and injustices is because Jesus was a protester. When they tried to stone that lady for her promiscuous deed, Where was the man one? But I'll put that aside for now. But Jesus kneeled down and he asked them, if you have not sinned, throw the first stone. And people left. He took a stand that was against society. And I would even um, argue that he took a stand against the common church society, right? Because these were church folk. These were religious leaders trying to kill this woman, even though it takes two to tango when you do certain (laughs) things of promiscuity. It takes two. And another thing I want to say is that if you get butthurt for being called racist and being called a bigot and being called all these names, Jesus was called names and we are called to hire. We're not called to, oh, let me make sure my congregation is happy all the time. God can't even make people happy all the time. Jesus couldn't make people happy all the time. And I feel like this, like longing for happiness within the church all the time with every single member is another reason why we choose not to talk about race and not to talk about social injustices in the church. And no, it shouldn't just be a bandwagon approach. George Floyd died, now I'm gonna do all this stuff and then stop, no. And we need to be specific about the terms we talk about in church. I would love a pastor to just say racism is wrong. People don't like hearing that word. But maybe if you hear the word, you'll actually think about 
what am I doing to promote institutional racism? Because I would even argue some churches are promoting institutional racism. We don't want to talk about that, though. Anyway, my next question was about where is the thermometer in the car to tell you, like, how hot it is outside? And I actually Googled it. And according to Quora.com, it says most outside temperature sensors on cars are located underneath the near front bumper bar. The sensor is far away from the engine body, so the temperature measure will not be affected by the hot engine body. So that's cool. Maybe I'll go look for it one day. So it's under the front part of your bumper bar. Interesting. My next question was about the fish. Now I'm going to how do I'm going to Google this right now. How do fish show up in man-made ponds? Let's see here. Oh, wow. Okay. This is from sciencing.com. It said a pond that forms near other ponds may receive new fish from passing birds of prey, dropping their catch. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. It says fish either reach new lakes and ponds through external help or the creatures stay there survive the period of drought and then again when water is plentiful but like here's the thing it's not a new lake it's a man-made lake so that last answer was from scienceabc.com Okay. Some people don't know. Like, okay, I'm on live science and it says scientists in Southern California have discovered a mysterious booming population of endangered desert pupfish in a man-made research pond designed for an entirely different purpose. No one exactly knows how they got there, but they probably took a 1.5 million mile joyride through the piping used to deliver water to the pond. Okay, so some people may actually put the fish in there. They might come through the piping. All right, I'll take that answer. I hope that these questions made you think and my answers were sufficient. Honestly, even if they're not, this encourages you to do your own research. Bye, y'all.